Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I just bless you this morning. I thank you, Lord, that you called me, that you've saved me, that you're my God and my Savior. I thank you that you're my healer. You know, I was thinking of Psalm 103 this morning when I was praying. I kept getting Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So I just spend some time blessing God. God, I just bless you. I bless your name. I bless you. You're worthy of all glory and honor, Lord. We lift up your name. We glorify you. We make you first place in our life. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases. Somebody say amen. Amen. He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from the pit. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. God, I just bless you for your goodness, for your faithfulness, for your forgiving grace and mercy. In Jesus' name. I thank you that you are my Savior. I thank you that my sins are forgiven, Lord, and that by your stripes I was healed. Thank you for healing me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Forgive me perfect health and strength in Jesus' name, to fulfill my days in strength and in giving you glory. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Where are we starting this morning? Well, I'll you open your Bibles if you want to Matthew 7 and just hang in there for a minute. We'll get there in just a, just a minute. Matthew chapter 7. I think I might be brief this morning, but we'll see. In 1916, it goes back a ways, the poet Robert Frost wrote a poem called The Road Not Taken. And uh, it talks about a traveler. And it begins this way. The poem begins this way. Two roads diverge in a yellow wood. Uh, a yellow wood, is, is, we're assuming in the poem that it's, it's like autumn and the leaves have changed. So two, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. The poem, the poem describes uh, a, a traveler who comes upon two roads. The trail he's writing, writing down splits into two roads. And uh, he really wants to know what's down each road, but being a lone traveler, he has to make a choice. And so he kind of sums up the two, and one looks a little less traveled, and that's the one he decides to, he decides to take the road less traveled. You know, there are decisions, uh, choices that we have to make in life, and God gives us the right to choose. You know, he gives me the right to choose my destiny. I can go to hell if I want to. It's my choice. You know, someone said, well, I, don't, I can't believe a loving God would send somebody to hell. Actually, God doesn't send, we, we condemn ourselves to hell. He just, he just finalizes the, the transaction, you might say. 
But God gives us the ability to make choices. I was thinking of Elijah, the prophet. Remember the, t- remember the time he called, he went up on Mount Carmel and he called the 400 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of the Asherah, another translation says of the grove. There was 800 and he challenged them. And uh, oh, what he, he challenged them and he said, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him, but if Baal, follow him. You know, it's choose. Choose whether you're going to follow God or not. And Joshua said the same. Remember Joshua said the same thing at the end of Joshua. He spoke to the people of Israel and he says, if it's disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me in my house... We will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. But, that, but there's a choice. You don't have to serve God. But he said, for me and my house, we're going to serve God. But choose. He said, choose. You, you stop waffling between the two. Make up your mind where you're going to go. There are decisions and choices that we have to make in life. And, uh, and they take us in one direction or another. Some of them are good. Some of our choices are not so good, and some of our choices are really bad. Have you, I've made some really bad ones in my day. And to some degree, we have to live with those decisions. But at the end of the poem, the traveler says this. He says, I took the one less traveled, and that has made all the difference. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus speaks of two roads says this in verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small or, or narrow, and the way is narrow which leads to life, and few, and there are few who find it. Another translation says the gate is narrow and the way is difficult that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Bible speaks of two roads. One is an easy road. It's an attractive road. It has a wide gate. It's broad, and there's lots of travelers on it. It's easy to reason that this road must be okay. There are so many people on it, and uh, so many of them seem like nice people. But it's, and it's a comfortable road. It lets you keep control of your life. You know, we can do what we feel like doing. We can, we can go where we want to go. We can uh, watch or read or listen to basically whatever we whatever pleases us. We can live our lives the way we choose. We don't have to surrender. We can, we can just be me, be what I be what I want to be. But the other road is somewhat less attractive. The gate is small. It's not easy to enter. The road is narrow, and uh, and it's rather restrictive. It puts limits on us. On this road, we can't always do what you want to do. And there, are many, and there aren't many people on it, which makes you wonder, uh, you know, whether it's really the best way. So we stand like the traveler in the poem at the head of two roads. One is more traveled, easier, and promises freedom. The other is less traveled, more difficult, and restrictive. So the question is, what would make me choose the second? Why, would I, why should I choose the second one? Because... Unlike the traveler in the poem, the destination of each road is revealed.
the broad road, the easy road, the road that, that promises freedom leads to destruction. The narrow road, the difficult road, the restrictive road leads to life. In Matthew 16, 25, Jesus said, whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. On the broad road, you get to keep or save your life, but the results are eternally disastrous. And on the narrow road, you give up or you lose your life, but the results are eternally rewarding. If you've surrendered your life to the Lord, Jesus in John's gospel said, I am, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And he also said, he's the gate. He's the way. Jesus is the way. The only way onto the narrow road is, to, is God's way. It's what, it's what the apostle John said to Nicodemus in, in John's gospel when Jesus, what Jesus said to Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. You have to surrender. You have to do it God's way. You have to give up your life. If you're going to see the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I know most of you in here have. Probably all of you have. But for some reason, I just felt like preaching this today. Someone, someone needs to hear this. If you've surrendered your life to the Lord, you're born again. And you're on that road that leads to life. You've been given eternal life because you've, you've become one with him. In 1 John chapter 5, this is a scripture that I've used many, many times when people talk to me about salvation. I like, especially people who go to denominational churches. <clears throat> you know, I, I say, do you have a Bible? They say, yeah, I got a Bible. And it doesn't matter whether it's the King James or even the Catholic Bible. This is, it's, this is just as, 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 uh, as accurate in the, Catholic, in the Catholic Bible as in any Bible. And it says in 1 John chapter 5, it says in verse 10, The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given concerning his Son. And the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. The same life that's in Jesus is imparted to us when we're born again. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in the Son. He, and, then he, and then he puts it so simply and so clearly. He who has the Son has the life, and he who does not have the Son does not have the life. It's that easy. If you have the Son, you have the life. If you don't have the Son, you don't have the life. If you don't have the life, you, you can't go to heaven. If you have the life, you can. If you've surrendered to the Lord, you're born again. You're on the road that leads to life. You've been given eternal life because you become one with him. Those who have chosen to travel on that road are a different breed. In 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter says, You're a chosen race, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Yeah, we're peculiar to people in the world. We're strange. They can't understand why we live like we live, why we believe what we believe. We look like everyone else around us, but we're not like them. In John chapter 17, Jesus said of his disciples, they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. So we, we are different, as different from the world as Jesus was when he walked the earth because we have his spirit. In 1 Corinthians 
chapter 6, it says, Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own. See, I have to understand that when, I was, that when I was, I've been bought with a price, and now I'm commanded to glorify God in my body and in my spirit, which are God's. I'm supposed to live a, live a certain standard. I can't just do anything I want. I'm a, I've, I've been called to a holy walk with God, and that's what I have to give myself to. And we have to understand that not everyone on this road is walking, is walking the same walk. In the same way that on the ride road there's good people on, and there's hardened criminals, the narrow road has different degrees of commitment on it. It's not one size fits all. Some people on that road are more committed than others. Some are more serious about their walk or more dedicated than others, but they're all headed for the right place. The key is, are you on that road? Even though we're all, we're all on that road that leads to life and been given life, we have to, there's a struggle that we have to fight because what, what, the, what, John, what the Apostle John said in 1 John, all, he said all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life, all those things still pull on us, even if you're on the narrow road, even if you're walking after God, the, the world still pulls on us. So we have to fight for what we have to fight and walk in holiness all the days of our life. So unlike the traveler in the poem, we should not lament that we can't take both roads. In Luke chapter 9, Jesus said, no one, after putting his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom. We shouldn't be looking back at the old life with regret, wishing we could go back every once in a while. That would be like a married man wishing he could go back to being a bachelor every once in a while. No, once you're committed, you're committed. You have to sell out and say, God, this is it. From now on, the rest of my life, I'm going to walk after you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to follow you all day. I'm never going to regret what I've done because, I, because of where it's taking me. See, that was a major problem with the Israelites in the wilderness. When, God, when, when Moses sent spies out into the land, they brought back, a, the Bible says, a, a bad report, negative report. They said the city, the land is flowing with milk and honey, but the walls of the city are big and they're strong. The people are big and strong. We can't do it. They, brought, they discouraged the people. And in Numbers chapter 14, it says, why is the Lord bringing us, they, this, this is their complaint. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives, our little ones will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let's appoint a leader and return to Egypt. That was, let's go back, let's go back. They, you know, they wanted another scripture says, we remember, we remember the meat in our pots, the leeks and the cucumbers. But, you know, it's like, how could you forget that it wasn't that long ago you were crying out to God to deliver you from there's nothing There's nothing back in the world but slavery. There's only slavery that awaits you back there. So don't go back. Stay with God. Walk with him. Yeah, it gets difficult sometimes. Sometimes your flesh screams. But walk with God. Surrender to him. Do it his way. And he'll bless you. He'll, he really will. He'll give you peace all the days of your life. Every, the Israelites faced many problems as they traveled through the wilderness on their way to the promised land. And likewise with us, there'll be trials on, on, our, on our walk with God. That's why Jesus said, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. And he said, and, and the apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, 
He said, Timothy, endure hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So trials do come, but God will take us through every one of them in Jesus' name. We're exhorted in Hebrews 12 to run the race with patience or endurance that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. God wants every one of us to come to the end of our life and be able to say what the, what the Apostle Paul said to Timothy at the, end of, at the end of his life. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. God allows us to make choices. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, Moses speaking to the people said, I call heaven and earth to witness. This is the Lord speaking to the people through Moses. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. So God says, I've set before you blessing and cursing, life and death. And in case you can't figure out what's better, he's going to give you the answer. Here's death and cursing, here's life and blessing. Well, then he, he tells you what you should do. Choose life. Choose life. Choose God. Choose to follow God. I know you, you can't. You've, some of your friends are, might think you've done the right thing. But you walk with God all the days of your life, and God will bless you. You know, one of my favorite pastors that I like to listen to on the Internet is Jensen Franklin. He's a great man of God. He gave his life to, he said, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 16 years old. He says, and, and I never regretted it. He couldn't do. He he couldn't hang around with some of his old friends. He couldn't do what most of the kids in school were doing. But he's walking after God, and God has blessed him mightily in his life. He's a great. He's a great man of God. He's very anointed, and I love listening to him. He's a tremendous pastor. He has a great work he's doing for God. But he gave his life to God and decided to walk with him. You never regret giving your life to God. You never regret walking after Him. No, it's not always easy. You can't always do what everybody in the world does. But God will watch over you. God will bless you. God will keep you. When I look and see what God has done in our family, just our family, and who are we? We're just ordinary people. But what God has done in our family, I've said it before, and I, sometimes I almost have to pinch myself and say, God, I, I thank you so much for what you, for, you've turned our lives around. You've blessed us beyond what we could ever expect. And I'm, I'm a... I'm a happy man. I'm a grateful man. I'm a blessed man in Jesus' name. So I guess my message today is, what road are you on? I, and I just pray that everyone who hears this message will, will know. That they can say like the traveler on that, in that poem, I took the road less traveled, and that made all the difference. Amen and amen. Praise God. Father, I pray that everyone who hears this word will be convicted in their heart and will know that they're on the right road. 
They'll make that choice, Lord, to walk on the narrow road, to follow you on the road that leads to life. And they would not be on that wide road that leads to destruction. I thank you, Lord, for every one of us who's on that road, that you're a God who blesses. You're a God who provides. You're a God who delivers. You're a God who gives us the ultimate victory. In Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. We thank you for being our God. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.